We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. This week and got to praying and God said, you ain't even started on the truth. I said, all right, let's go. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Psalm 103.12 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. How many of you believe this? Shout amen. Amen. Now I'm going to get you there. How many of you live like you believe this? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. The word of God is powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So we have received the message. Other people received the message. But to them it was no value because they did not have faith. We've got to understand today that the word is powerful. Period. Period. Nothing else after that. Mark 7, 13. Thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And you do many things like that. So the word is powerful. But we make it weak. Why? Because we have our traditions, Pastor. And we make our traditions greater than the Word. Think about it. Mm. He says that when you make tradition greater than the Word, you nullify the power of the Word of God. Well, people always say, well, this is the way it's always been. Well, praise God, maybe you need to quit. Yeah. Because tradition cannot take place over the Word of God. Now listen. The Word of God tells us repeatedly, shout. It says, praise Him in the heavens. Praise Him in the high places. Praise Him with symbols and drums. I mean, everything you got, make it loud, 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 loud. People go, well, we've got to keep it quiet because that's tradition. No, it's not. The Word is nullified. Because we take tradition, whatever that tradition may be. It could be, well, we got to go to this church because great-great-grandma went there. Well, if that church is not alive, if that church is not proclaiming the gospel above tradition, you nullify the power of the Word of God. We can destroy the power of the Word of God because we elevate what we want above what God says. That's amazing that God would allow that to happen. But he does. Why? Because he wants us to choose. He wants us to understand that the word is powerful. But we can take away all the... Have you ever heard somebody preach the power right out of the word of God? Oh man, I sat through a bunch of those. I don't want to preach the power out. I'm trying to preach the power back in. 
I'm trying to let everybody know, you, you don't even have a clue, neither do I, what God is ready to do for you, but we, we sometimes hold it back, we nullify it because, well, we've got things that we got to do. The word nullify means this, to make void, to make of no effect. In other words, the word of God has no effect on you or anybody else because we put traditions above the word of God. We've got to go to this one. The word plus faith equals life. Nothing else. The word plus faith equals life. I've had a lot of people give me advice. You know what advice is? I had a lot of people tell me how to preach. This is how you should preach. I tried preaching like Billy Graham. I, I tried preaching like all these other preachers. I'm not anybody else. I'm just me. And God called me to be me. And I got to tell you, I get excited at football games, basketball games, everything else. But I don't get more excited at them than I do in the house of God. I don't have more devotion to them than I do the house of God. I don't have more devotion to any traditions of man more than I have to the house of God. Sometimes we got to say, why are we doing what we're doing? Maybe sometimes what we are doing is Old Testament. And God goes, wait, we moved past that. We're not under the law anymore. We're under grace and mercy. The new has come and the old has passed away. I'm trying to preach truth. I don't need advice. Advice is somebody saying, here's what you could do, here's what you should do. What I am here today is to give you good news. You know what the news tells you? What has already happened. You watch the news, they don't tell you what's going to happen. They tell you, here's what has happened. And they put their spin on it. I'm not here to spin anything, some preachers do, but I'm here to tell you what has already happened, and it's good news. It's the gospel. Good news. It, this is awesome. I'm ready to preach myself today, amen? It's good stuff. You ready? I'm not here to give advice. I'm here to give you good news. Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is alive. Right now, it's going to start working in you. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Well, I don't want all that going on. Well, you, you better leave. I done dispersed the Holy Spirit in your way before you got here and he's already going, he's speaking to your heart, your attitudes, your minds, everything. He's penetrating places nobody else knows about. He knows everything about you and it's powerful. And it's powerful to bring in us the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. The word John 8.32 tells us, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know that word know is gnosko in the Greek, gnosko. You need to know that because it means this, that you know that this is absolutely the truth. I know it is absolutely the truth. When we absolutely know the truth, then that truth will set us free. The problem is today we're not hearing a lot of truth. We're hearing a lot of stuff that gets messed up and mixed in and, and then tradition gets woven in there and then people go, well, I can't say that because I might offend somebody. Well, the gospel is offensive. It causes us. That word offense means this. It's like you see the little bit of a rock sticking out of the ground and you're barefooted and you're going to kick it and, and kick it down the road and you kick it and it busts your toe wide open. Why? Because you start looking around, you dig the dirt back and the rock's about this big. 
You can't kick Jesus around. He'll put you down to your feet. He'll cause you to stumble and fall. And while you're down there, you got to say, God, forgive me of all my sins and wash me white as snow. Take them away as far as the east is from the west. Never to be remembered again. That's why it's offensive. It brings us good news, what Jesus Christ has already done for us. Abraham was a man who knew God. He knew the truth. And he left everything. Very wealthy man. He left it all and went where God told him to. He said, how do I know where to go? He said, just put one foot in front of the other one. How will I know when to get there? I'll tell you. How long is it going to take? Don't know. That's faith, man. How many have ever taken a vacation like that? Try it next year. Hey, honey, where are we going? I don't know. When are we going to get there? I don't know. How are we going to get back? I don't know. I may not go over too well with your wife. <laughs> Abraham left everything because he knew my God will supply all my needs. Not my money, my God. You see, today we have diluted truth and diluted truth is polluted truth. We've got a lot of, of, of messages that are going from pulpits today that, that kind of dilute the truth. Well, I don't want to say what the truth is because I know all the people in the church and I know a lot of their lifestyles. I know a lot of their families and I don't want them to leave. We don't need them to leave. We need to come to the altar again and sacrifice our flesh on the altar and let it get it consumed by a God who's a consuming fire and he will burn it all up out of your life and you'll be so happy. People today aren't as happy as they should be. We need to be so happy, so set free, so knowing that my God will supply all my needs. I don't care what comes against you. Like, I don't care. I got God and that's all I need. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able. Amen. We got to get convinced. We got to, we got to gnosko. We got a lot of phrases today that we throw around and I want to talk about that for just a minute. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, uh, my sins are under the blood. Under the blood. Praise God, they're under the blood. Remember the, 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 song, the phrase covered by the blood. My sins are covered by the blood. We used to have a great choir song, man. We had a choir, and man, they'd get up here and they'd rock the church out. They would sing, covered, covered, covered by his blood. I mean, they get that. I got a good tune, easy to dance to, man. I tell you what, it get the church rocking, man, the plate jumping, boom. And I'm sitting there going, this is, su this is what, well, we shouldn't be singing this. Covered by the blood? That's Old Testament. If, if our sins are covered, and then we have the, the phrase, well, they're washed by the blood. If your sins are washed and they're covered, they can be uncovered. And they can get dirty again. But the Bible, I just read it, that our sins are not to be remembered. You know what that word remembered means? It means if you have a member of your body and it gets detached, in order to get that member back on your body, you've got to remember it. And when God forgives us of our sins, He no longer remembers sins to us. Because they're not there. You can't remember something if it ain't there. 
And see, when God looks at you and, and you say, God, forgive me of all my sins, He goes, okay. There go your sins. And then, what do we do? Come back the next Sunday. God, forgive me of all my sins. Because we remember our sins. You sin? Boom. Name scratched out, tear the page out, he's gone. And you're not putting back in there till you get saved again. I got saved every service, every service. Any evangelist that came, they had at least one salvation tonight. We went to a church of about 60 or 70. My dad was preaching and started this church about 60 or 70. We had 5,000 salvations that year. <laughs> Everybody getting saved every Sunday. Listen, we dilute truth. It becomes polluted. John the Baptist had a great revelation. He said, here comes the one who will take away all the sins of the world. He will take away all the sins of the world. Hebrews 4 and 5 says, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Impossible. We today have diluted the truth. So today I've got some blood of bulls and goats. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll just set it right here. Everybody's kind of nervous. So was the pastor. I did not practice this. How many know what the blood of bulls and goats does? It covers what? Covers our sin. And this went in there every year. Priests go in and go up. Let's cover it up. Let's cover it up. I mean, you know, just because something's covered doesn't mean it's not still there. How many of you can still see the effect of sin? Huh? Can you still see it? That's the power of the blood of bulls and goats. That's what it can do. And that's what man depended on for thousands of years. Old Testament sacrificial system. A lot of work. Sin was not gone. Still there. It's just covered. And that's what we today have put traditions in. I know, I know God forgave me, but... And we nullify the power of God. I know God has forgiven me of all my sins, but pastor, you don't understand what I did. But pastor, you, and the, because the enemy comes in and reminds you and remembers you and reattaches it to you, and then you walk around under condemnation. None of that is from God. None of that is biblical whatsoever. Zero biblical, zero God. Condemnation is not from God. Paul says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We've got to understand today that we are set free. We live an abundant life. You are a child of God. A child of God. Of the most high God. Omnipotent God. Omniscient God. Come on, you are His child. Repeat this after me. I am the righteousness of God. I am 
the holiness of God. I am the temple of God. I am redeemed. I am bought with a price. I am no longer a slave. I am a ruler. I have dominion. I'm an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. Now clap like you mean it and clap like you believe it and shout hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. My sins have been dismembered never to be remembered again. Hebrews 9.23 It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices but the heavenly things themselves are better. Mm. You see this is just a copy. This is just what's a shadow of what is about to happen. This was okay. But I'm fixing to show you something better. How many of you like better? New and improved. Powerful. We've got to determine today because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This determines what we think, how we act. It determines our choices. It determines our destiny. And it determines our attitudes. Why? Because you are all those things. You are like you think. You are like you walk. You are like you talk. Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no. Come on. What do we say to ungodly and worldly things? No. I, I need all the church to say what this Whenever ungodly things come into our lives and when worldly passions come into our lives, the word that is powerful teaches us to say... No. Yeah, we're getting there. We got to say no. But pastor. <laughs> no. When was this? It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled. We haven't heard of that word in a long while. Self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. When? Now, in this present age. Well, when I get to heaven, hey, you won't have any temptations in heaven. I know, Pastor. No, the, 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 the war is right now. I mean, everybody can sin. Doesn't take any effort. Takes effort to say no. Well, we didn't want to hurt my friend's feelings, so we all went, you know, partying. Well, say no. Well, well uh, I didn't want to hurt her feelings, so yeah, we went ahead and had sex, and I just didn't want to hurt her feelings. Whatever. Come on. Be a man. Be a woman of God. Stand up and say no. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just telling you I can't do that anymore because that old man is dead. And the new man don't do all that partying stuff. The new man, does a, the new man lives by the word of God. Hebrews 9.26 Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times. Wouldn't it be terrible if we had to put Christ on the cross 100, 100, 2,000, 15,000, 1 million, 10 million times? Wouldn't it be terrible if he had to go through that? But he did it once. But he appeared once for all the combination of the ages. Why? Read it. To do away. To do what? 
Come on. Well, I'm, I'm going to get you to where we're living truth and we're hearing truth and we got truth. He came and he died on the cross one time to cover my sin? No. no. He came what? To do away. Come on. I'm going to get you there. Word of God is powerful. The blood of Jesus Christ powerful. I ain't dealing with blood of bulls and goats anymore, man. Real men can wear pink, so hush. <laughs> Can't play around with this stuff. This is the blood of Jesus Christ. Bulls and goats. You think you laugh, you get up here and handle this stuff. But he came and he sacrificed his blood once and for all. And he came to do what? Oh, he came to do what? Came to do what? Came to do what? Came to do what? Come on, church, he came to do what? He came to do what? Came to do what? You know what he does? What sin are you talking about? I don't see any sin because it has been destroyed, done away with by the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood, come on. Woo! What do you see right here? Nothing. What do you see over here? Something that's covered. It's man's attempt. When God does something, he does it right. He's got power. His word is powerful. It'll take away all my sins. They're gone, never to be remembered again because it is the blood of Jesus Christ, not the blood of bulls and goats. Somebody better clap their hands and praise God today. Amen? Come on. It's not covered, it's gone. Hebrews 10, 11, day after day the priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. That's what it was in the Old Testament, priest over and over and over, again and again and again, again and again and again. Let's just cover it. And then somebody comes along, well, I, can, I can see a little bit here. They uncover sin. Don't people do that to you sometimes? You know, I, I, still, I, mean, I knew you. I know you. I know what you're trying to act like, but that ain't the real you. I know the real you. And they try to uncover your sin. But see, when your sins are put under the blood of Jesus Christ, they can't be uncovered. They're gone. Old man is dead. The new creature. I'll preach on that another Sunday, the whole new creature. You are a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah, because I want you to know truth. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. If you know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The problem is we have diluted and polluted truth going out, and it weakens the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Well, you got to do it again. Do it again. No, you don't. No, you don't. Watch this. Hebrews 10, 12. But when this priest, talking about Jesus Christ, when this priest offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, what did he do? He sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus said, I'm, I'm a better priest than what you had in the past. These other priests, they, they do all this work. Doing all this work. And then guess what? They got to do it again. Jesus goes, uh-uh, I ain't doing all that. I'm doing one time. Done. It is finished. Come on. Woo! Hallelujah. It is finished. I wish somebody would have told me this when I was a young boy in Christ. When I was a young, I wish somebody would have told me this. Because guess what I was doing? I was running around trying to do, trying to be so much better than what. I just wanted to be perfect. Perfection has come. And he sat down. I got so much more news for you. That's pretty cool, right? Where's Jesus right now? Sitting down at the right hand of the Father, praying for every one of you and me. He's going, come on, pastor, preach it to him, brother. Preach it the truth this morning. I got something else for you. Watch this. Whenever God seated Christ beside him in the heavenly realms, look at this. Ephesians 2, 6. If I read this and you're still sitting down, because... And God raised us up with Jesus Christ, and God has seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Woo! Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, sit down. Sit down. You know why? You know why we don't have to do anything? Because God says this, come over here and sit down. Take a load off. Whew. Man, you know what he says? He says, don't you make any more sacrifices. I took care of that. I got stripes on his back for your healing. I got peace that was put upon your life. Don't run around, keep trying to be perfect and trying to impress me. I was always trying to impress God. Every night before I go to bed, I read a whole chapter in the book and I had to read it perfectly. If I messed up, I had to start over. There were three or four hours sitting there reading. I wish somebody would have told me. I don't do any of the work. Jesus Christ did all the work. His blood washed away all my sins. All I got to do is come over here and sit down. He says this in his word. All you who are weary and heavy laden, Come unto me, and I'm going to give you rest. Take a load off. Sit down. Kick up your feet. Relax. It's all good. We've already been seated with Christ in heavenly places. When? Right now. Right now. I got the best seat in the house. Turn to your neighbor and say, I got the best seat in the house. I'm sitting right beside Jesus Christ. I got the best seat in the house. I'm going to lean over. Hey, Jesus. What's up, bro? Just chilling, man. Just chilling. Man, the devil's, the devil's fighting me, but all I got to do is say, Jesus. Boom. Done. 
Well, the devil's coming against me with sickness and disease. I got to tell you, the devil didn't want me to preach this message today because I've been sick all week. I've been saying, Lord, you got to give me enough voice to get this out. I'm about to bust. Woo, hallelujah. Devil, you're on the wrong territory, boy. My sins ain't covered. My sins are gone. And today I got a sword of the Spirit that's going to take you down. It's called the Word of God. You see, a lot of people know a lot of words, but they don't know the Word. You got to know the Word and fight with the Word and keep your sword sharp. And when the enemy comes against you, throw out the Word. Don't go, well, but I'm feeling so bad. <laughs> Nobody cares in the heavenly realms about your feelings. They care about your faith and they care about the word and that will give you life. Don't matter how you feel. Well, I just don't feel like worshiping today. Well, listen, doesn't matter. Worship, he's on the throne. He's paid the price. He's deserved. He said, I'm the only one who's worthy to open up the seal. He says, come on, where's my praisers at? Where's my worshipers at? Look at what I've done for you. It's finished. Have a seat. You know, I think we're missing a lot when it comes to customer service today. Everything's self-serve, right? I remember I worked at a gas station growing up, and when people drove up in their car, I ran out to the gas station. Hey, how you doing? What would you like today? They told me how much gas I started. I'd wash the windshield, check the oil, check the water, check the air pressure in their tires, and for a few people, we vacuumed out the driver's side. That's called service. Today you drive up, you got to get out yourself, Hopefully the credit card thing is working. You got to get out in the freezing cold, the wind, whatever it is, hot, sweating, pop it yourself, and hopefully it'll print out a little receipt for you. And then you got to, if you, go, if you want your windshield washed, guess who's doing that? You. You want your tire pressure checked? Guess who's doing that? You. And no, there's no service. And I found that to be true in a lot of restaurants. You come in, they say, I'll just sit anywhere you want to. What happened? I like it when I walk in somewhere and they go, uh, Mr. Bardwell, Miss Bardwell, please follow me. Uh, here is your seat for the evening. If there's anything we can do to make your dining experience more pleasurable, just let me know. I will take care of you for the evening. Isn't that nice? How many of you ever now and then just like something like that? I mean, not all the time. Well, maybe I would like it all the time, but I don't get it all the time. But wouldn't that be nice? Called service. Here's the way God's got this thing set up. He said, listen, anytime any of you want to, all you got to do is just walk in. All you got to do. But when you get there, guess what? You're going to be met by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he will usher you into the presence of an almighty God. The Holy Spirit's going to meet you at the door and go, oh, hey, Pastor B, what you doing? Man, I got to talk to God. About just one moment. Come on right in. Here, let me take you right over here. Here's your seat. Sit now right beside Jesus Christ. Father, sitting there. I just needed a break, man. Whew. I know, Pastor, you're having a lot of stuff thrown at you today. Yeah, man, I just, I just needed to be in your presence. You know what he says? He will cause us to have a seat. Oh. Mm. Psalm 23. Thou preparest a table before me. Where? In the presence of my enemies. Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. When all the devil's got throwing at me, all the people coming against me with enemies, I ain't up here going, let me do something. I'm over here going, just needed to come sit down at the table 
I got a lot of, he goes, yeah, I'm going to take care of them in just a minute, but just rest. Just rest. Come unto me, all ye who labor in a heavy land. I'll give you rest. My, my peace surpasseth all understanding. Just relax. I got this. I got you back, Pastor. Don't worry about it. Because, oh, what? Yes, sir. I remember. No weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just going to relax and take it easy. <laughs> Pastor, aren't you worried? Nope. Aren't you concerned? Nope. Why? I'm in the presence of God. God's got this. He, goes, he will go before me and fight my battles for me because he said it's already done. It's finished. Have a seat. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I've got this. And so many times if we, we don't deal with truth and we're running around. We're trying to put out all the fires and fight all the battles and we don't need to do that. We just need to go. I need the Holy Spirit. Get me in his presence. He's All of a sudden the enemies start falling. All of a sudden, people who want to do stuff to the church, gone, this, that, and have a problem. And all of a sudden, people trying to do this about you and about me. God shut them up. All the things that the enemy wants to come against you. And then the devil will come up. You, you remember this? Remember that? And I say, God, do you remember that? He goes, what? Let me go check over here in the New Testament. I, I don't see anything but the blood of Jesus Christ. All I see is the blood of Jesus Christ. All I see, well, well can, you, can, you, can you check the book? Yeah, I can. Hold on just a minute there, Pastor. Uh, oh, it's written in the blood of Jesus Christ right here. Uh, Pastor Barnwell. Can anybody take that out? Nope. I'm good. No man can remove it. We need to honor the truth. How many of you ever want to be at the seat with the cool people in school, you know? You kind of, you kind of hang in there with your little plate and your little tray and you're going, mm. I know today they're going to invite me to come over to the cool kid table. You kind of sit there and all of a sudden you see them all eating every chair's full and you go, well, I guess not today. Go over here. Sit down with the math nerds. That's where I was. That's where I sat. Math nerd table, man. Science and math. Can't get any nerdier than that. I'm looking over there going, one day, one day, I don't have to worry about sitting at the table with the cool kids anymore. You know what? My father has got me a table at the king's table. <laughs> I ain't worried about the cool kids. I'm worried about the king's kids. We've got service today that Christ has done for you. He has served you. He's a servant. And he's called you now to be a servant. And you are the people who are to usher somebody else into the presence of God that's having trouble, the devil beating them up, bringing condemnation. You go, hold on just a minute. I got somebody you ought to meet. Come with me. I'm going to take you to the house of God. I'm going to carry you to the Lord Jesus Christ. I know it's in Walmart. I know it's in the street corners. I know, but God is everywhere. All you got to do is say, hey, Father, Jesus Christ. The Bible says at his name, at his name. We can talk to him anytime, anywhere, and, and he's right there with power. 
that can destroy the works of the devil. There is no stronghold that can hold you down. None. That's truth. And we get so caught up, well, the devil's just uh, fighting me. Well, that's the problem. You're the one doing the fighting. Quit. Let God fight your battles for you. Well, the devil's just reminding me, uh, well, stop. Well, what do you mean, Pastor? That's hard. Just stop. Tell the devil he's a liar and the father of lies. And the Bible says every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie. So why would we believe even one? But I'm having problems with take it to the Lord. Take it to God. All we have to do today is just sit down. Pastor, you know, listen, I've, I've been through most everything. I've gone through most everything except death. I've been close a couple of times. I know what it's like for the, all of hell to come against you. I know that. I've had legions of demons coming against me and my family. But all we need to do is have one word, Jesus. And it flee. Because there's power. And the problem with the word of God today is we dilute it. We, we, we dilute the, the, the very blood of Jesus Christ and go, but it, it's not powerful enough, Pastor. It's not powerful enough to take away my sins. Yes, it is. It's powerful enough. It'll never be remembered again. Never to be seen. Never. I don't know what you're talking about. Because when God looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. He sees his children that he loves, that he wants to embrace, that he wants to lift up, that he wants to help, that he wants to make you the very apple of his eye. And so today, what do we do? Sit down. Rest in his presence. It doesn't matter what the issue is. Come unto me. Sit down. Rest. Now, if you're here today and you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've heard a lot of really good news. Because today can be your day. You can today bring your sins, bring your lifestyle that does not agree with the Word of God and lay it at His feet and say, Father, forgive me of all my sins and cast them away as far as the east is from the west. Never to be remembered again. And guess what God will do? He'll apply the blood of Jesus Christ and they'll be gone. If you are here today and you're a Christian, you've already given Christ your life and the enemy keeps battling, battling, battling you over the same things because he has no new tactics. None. The only thing that he does is he recycles them because he gets a new generation. You see, you're not the first generation he's messed with. He's, he's very good and skilled at what he does. He'll lie to you and the first thing you'll do is stop coming to the house of God. It's the first thing you'll do. Why do people who have heart attacks go to the hospital? Because that's what they need. That's where they get help. Why do people who mess up and sin not go to church? That's where they need to go get help. 
It doesn't make sense, does it? We come here not every Sunday to get our sins cleansed again. That's they're already cast away. As far as the east is from, we come in here to worship, to be empowered with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, because there is power in the blood. Power in the blood of Jesus Christ. You can't just handle it any way you want to. And you know what? This is the way it really should be. Maybe I'll start this. The way it should be today is the preacher gets to sit and everybody else gets to stand. I think that's a great idea. Because me standing and y'all sitting, that's the Old Testament. I'm doing all the work. Some of y'all out there on your phone just got bejeweled and all that kind of stuff, your text message. <laughs> Pastor up there working hard. I should be over here sitting down. Let's take all the chairs out of the sanctuary. That'd be awesome. You walk in, chairs are gone. Tradition is gone. I'm just kidding. No, chairs will be here. Don't worry about it. But you're not going to use them for the next few minutes. I want you to stand with me today. Message. Join us anytime at pcachurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.